So, I just watched uh, the new My Little Pony, A New Generation movie uh, in my own way. And what I mean is, um, as I said in my video that you saw earlier this morning about, you know, uh, an hour and a half ago, about 90 minutes ago, seeing as though it's about 9.14 in the morning on this TGIF Friday, September 24th, in which the movie officially debuted. Um, and as I suspected, a little after midnight, or around midnight, that is, that was the official beginning to the day, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I did, you know, I did watch it, and like I said in my first impressions video, uh, or my impressions video of the first 15 to 20 minutes, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, you can definitely, like I say, you can definitely you know, see the connection between the characters really develop and grow in a sense. Like, uh, again, like I said, um, in, you know, in the impressions video, if there is one trope that if you've watched a lot of movies throughout your life, you know, things like, believe it or not, Warner Brothers attempt at doing a Disney film in Quest for Camelot and, you know, other films like that. Uh, with a similar like beginning storyline uh, that leads into the overall story itself, then the the beginning the then the beginning of the film and this is going to have a bit of spoilers, so I do apologize. But then again, I think a lot of these videos are going to have spoilers to mild to a lot, due to the fact that this is on Netflix and you know here in the here in North America, uh, as well as in other parts of the world, but also in cinemas in other parts of the world as well. Um, uh, basically, uh, it's it's ba it basically what I'm trying to say is the the storyline that kind of helps lead into the overall storyline here uh, is we see the connection between you know Sunny Star Scout and her father Argyle, who you know he's not he's not in the he's not in the movie much because like I said if you know the kind of trope that let's say Quest for Camelot gave us with. You know, the, the main character there and her father when she was a kid. And you've seen it in other movies prior to that one and even afterwards. Then you kind of know what's going to happen. And what you kind of feel is going to happen does. And that is, um, as time goes on, um, Argyle dies. Yeah, he dies. He, he passes away. Um, from what I could tell by watching the movie to the best of my abilities, basically, like... As I was trying to say earlier, the benefit of it being on Netflix is you could skip over certain things. Like if the songs are not your thing, and you just want to, you know, get to like the main parts of the of the movie of the story to kind of get a true grasp and gist of of what it's about, um, then you could do that. You could skip right over the songs and get to those moments that you want to get to that will really grab your attention and really get you more invested into what the story um, is about um, overall. But anyway, like I said, it's, um, you know, it does establish the connection between Argyle and Sonny, you know, being her, you know, uh, Sonny being his daughter, which again, if you, as I was just said, you know that kind of a trope being utilized in movies at the beginning it doesn't always end in the best ways and it doesn't it doesn't really end because uh, in the best ways because like i said argyle as time goes on uh passes away uh he dies but we don't know of what and sunny now lives in the lighthouse um on her own now what's unique about the situation is sunny and argyle her dad share the same enthusiasm and positivity of uniting 
the Pegasus and the unicorns and the earth ponies uh, together again and you know he tells her the he tells her the story basically of how Twilight you know became who she is and how she reunited all of not just pony clan pony kind but creatures overall and it, it's really it's a really sweet moment it's a really sweet moment between the father between the father and the daughter and I liked it uh, the beginning of the movie I want to talk about that as I mentioned in my um, impressions video the first 15 to 20 minutes the beginning of the movie was great I mean think about it if you're in the cinemas you know wherever you are in the world watching this on the big screen and the next thing you and the first thing you see after let's say the company that's distributing it in your company's or in your country's uh, region you know after the company that's distributing it you know the logo comes up and everything you know imagine what your reaction will be when the first thing you see is Twilight Sparkle yeah you see Twilight Sparkle you see Rarity you see Applejack you see Rainbow Dash you see Pinky you see Fluttershy I don't know if you see Spike in there I, again I didn't see him um, whatsoever so I don't know if maybe they just didn't want to put him in there or whatever the case may be or they're saving him the saving the dragon kind for the series I don't know but it was nice to hear the voice actresses yeah we had the actual voice cast return for this film and I'll say this like I said um, like I said in you know in the impressions video Tara Strong said she would not voice Twilight again. Uh, you got us, Tara. You got us. Give you credit. You got us. So, yeah, apparently she did voice her uh, once again, but it was only for like this brief moment in the film because basically we find out that the reason we see the characters is Sunny and Hitch and Spout as fillies and colts are playing or pretending, you know, to be these characters. Which I thought was a nice little, which I thought was a nice little moment because it does give you that connection that they were talking about, um, and, and you see that connection throughout. You see that connection throughout the film. You see it throughout the film. You see these little Easter eggs and moments and imagery, and it's like, yeah, you could see the connection um, throughout, and it was really cool to see that. Um, so anyway, as time goes on, Sunny, of course, now an adult, you know, an adult pony, Earth pony, that is, is determined to, you know, accomplish this goal that she and her father wanted to, you know, see through when he was around or when he was alive. She's determined to see it through. And she goes through a lot just to make this happen. Um, one of the things that I mentioned in the impressions video um, where I left off, well, well, I didn't leave off there, but uh, that I saw was we have Sunny... You know, she's delivering some snow cones and everything, which is a little business she does on the side. And she's delivering them to the Catalogic uh, presentation, convention, if you will. And Hitch, uh, basically, uh, her friend has now become the uh, sheriff. He has now become the sheriff of Maritime Bay. And Spout, Sprout, I should say, the, the friend, uh, becomes his deputy. And that's going to be very. That's going to be an interesting scenario when when that play as that you know as that plays out in the movie. But anyway, Hitch basically um, doesn't want Sunny to get herself into trouble just because of her beliefs and all that. So 
he does what he can to keep her in line. He'll basically try to protect her because he cares, as I said in the impressions video, very much about her. He cares about her very much since they, you know, because they grew up together and he doesn't want to see anything happen to her. So, Sunny, though, being who she is, you know, agrees, okay, I'm not going to cause any trouble, you know, I'll behave. Uh, we find out from Sprout that his mom, Phyllis, who we see at the beginning of the film as well, back when they are Colts and Phillies, um, you know, we find out his mom, Phyllis, banned her from the from the building, or at least from the event, because of her beliefs and everything. And, of course, you know that when a main character like Sonny is banned from something, like Cantolo the Cantologic, um, you know, showcase and convention, that, of course, she's going to find a way in. And she does, and it causes a bit of a ruckus, and it basically, you know, gets her in trouble. Hitch has to get her out of there. And he basically, and basically he talks to her and says, look, Sonny, I, I, you know, he, basically he tries to talk sense into her. He tries to talk sense into her and he's like, look, I don't know, you know, why you're doing this or anything. And, you know, why do you keep, he basically wonders why she keeps doing this, you know. And she tries to argue that, you know, it, 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 all she wants to prove is that all pony kind can get along, even when he says that his job as sheriff is to protect every pony and she kind of has to counter that or not kind of but she does kind of try to counter that by saying ah see you said every pony which include and then she says which includes unicorn and pegasi um anyway you know hitch like i said he tries to talk sense to her he even brings up you know something that we all kind of suspected you know depending on the time gap between generation four friendship is magic and new generation generation five you know, since they're both uh, set in the same world, um, uh, the same world, the same kind of continuity in a sense, you know, kind of, I, I kind of, I guess you could say kind of like loose continuity. I'm not really, well, I would, I'll put it this way. It's it's the same continuity, but it takes place way in the future. But it's the same world and everything, the same world uh, that we saw in Friendship is Magic. And uh, Hitch. Like I said in the, and I know I'm repeating myself saying this, but, you know, as I mentioned in the impressions video, you know, Hitch does confirm what a lot of us suspected about, like, let's say, the time gap. And that time gap being that it's been so far, it's we've basically gone so far in time, um, if you will, that a lot of the adventures of Twilight and her friends, you know, and anybody else around that time frame, like Celestia, Luna, Cadence that a lot of the stories and adventures that were talked about them are now looked at as fairy tales, like the little legends and myths, urban legends, myths, you know, fairy tales that parents, you know, tell the little fillies and colts to tuck them into bed. So that does, like I say, give us an idea of how far into the future it is. If what we saw in Friendship is Magic, which is a combination of, you know, modern technology and magic itself, is now looked at as fairy tale, as you know, you know, basically, you know, never, never had, had happened kind of deal, because something got lost into translation over who knows how many years and, and centuries uh, that passed. I mean, we do get an illusion that uh, Phyllis has been doing things for twenty years, basically twenty moons, um, if you will. We do also get the acknowledgement that magic. It disappeared many, many moons ago, but we don't know exactly the time frame. So, 
Yeah, overall, the the movie at the start is really good. I mean, we get to see Izzy. Izzy shows up. Izzy is, you know, kind of, you know, Izzy being Izzy. She's got a good heart. She's very Pinkie Pie-ish in a way, if I can make a comparison. She, you know, she hasn't, you know, she hasn't been outside Bridal Woods, basically. She hasn't been outside Bridal Woods. And later in the film, she kind of lets that be known that she doesn't want, you know, the adventures are on uh, to get magic back to be over because, you know, she doesn't want to lose her new friends that she has maintained or she has gotten over this uh, over the journey. Yeah, but but getting back but getting back to uh, how how we meet Izzy, she shows up in Maritime Bay. That causes commotion. Uh, Sunny saves her uh, from various situations, including almost being trapped. Izzy is just in awe about what she's seen and all that. Like we get. We see a big old banner on a theater, on a cinema, for, <laughs> I guess you could say a pony version of the Terminator, called the Sterminator or something, I don't know. So we see that, um, and she almost gets, tra and she gets trapped, but, you know, Sunny lets her out, and Hitch is like, don't you dare, but Sunny, of course, being Sunny, goes, boink, you know, lets out I Izzy, and Izzy's wondering, I think, in between all this, was, you know, Sunny's trying to get her to safety back to her house. Izzy, you know, Izzy's wondering what's going, you know, Izzy's thinking, oh, the, you know, you know, because like I said, Izzy's Izzy, very Pinkie Pie-ish, Izzy is kind of like thinking, oh, you know, Earth Ponies have uh, kind of, you know, have some unique little games they like to play, and, you know, Sunny's like, they're not playing games, they're, they're terrified, and Izzy's like, terrified of what? And, you know, Sunny has to tell her, of you, you're a unicorn, that's what they're terrified about, and Izzy's like, well, that's kind of redundant. You know, like, she even doesn't understand that. So, anyway, long story short, they get to, to Sonny's house. We get the scene where, uh, that's been featured a lot in the trailer, as well as, you know, as a clip that Net Netflix Features put out, where Sonny, uh, not Sonny, but Izzy is bouncing the can of beans on her, on her horn, basically showing Sonny that, you know, she has no magic. And so what happens is they have to escape the house because, you know, Hitch and Sprout follow them there. And by fo by following them there, you know, Hitch wants Sunny to come out, you know, because she's under arrest because she's housing a unicorn. And uh, Sprout being who he is, being very, you know, over-ambiguous, um, adds to the fact that, oh, we have an army surrounding you. He basically lies about, you know, him and Hitch having reinforcements or an army, you know, um, you know, an army basically, you know, surrounding them and Hitch, in it. well, not Hitch, but Sprout, I should, yeah, Sprout, did I say Hitch? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. My paint job on my uh, desk here seems to be uh, chipping away a little bit. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, to get back on point here, um, Sprout, of course, being over ambiguous, uh, um, adds to the fact, adds to Hitch trying to talk Sunny out of the house and to bring Izzy with her. That oh, we got you surrounded and we got an army or something like that. And Hitch is like, what, what? And this causes causes him to to leave or causes him to get distracted. And this allows Sunny and Izzy to escape, basically leave the house, and. Uh, what happens? What happens is, like I say, they escape, and it's during their escape that um, Sunny, not Sunny, but Izzy reveals that they have no, that you know, Izzy reveals that they lost the magic like many, many moons ago, 
and then we find out, you know, through through Izzy that you know how unicorns, you know, what unicorns think of um, Earth ponies, you know, as a, as a species, you know, basically like you know they just don't think highly of them. They think they're the this or that, which you know doesn't um, sit well, um, if you will, with the. <laughs> Uh, with Izzy, I mean not Izzy, but with um, you know, it doesn't sit well with um, with Sunny. She's like, oh, charming, <laughs> you know. When she hears some of the things that the you know uh, unicorns think of Earth ponies, even Pegasi. And this is even later confirmed when they decide to go on a journey to Zephyr Heights to find out, you know, whether or not the Pegasi have magic because they can fly and everything. And it's this is where they encounter. Uh, Zip, and you can definitely tell that Zip is very adventurous. She definitely has a bit of Rainbow Dash in her, as well as a bit of... I'll put it this way. Zip, everybody says she's like the next Rainbow Dash, which is confirmed moments later, um, if you will, with what she shows to... Um, uh, what she shows to um, Sunny and Izzy. Uh, she's very adventurous. So she's very free, freelancing, if you, oh, not freelancing, but very f free-spirited. So what happens is, you know, they encounter her because she's just flying about, doing with, you know, just having some fun and everything. And she's surprised about, you know, encountering them the, herself. And then they hear some other Pegasi coming, which are royal guards. And Zip is like, uh, don't, tell, don't tell them you saw me. And she just takes off, disappears. And Izzy's like, well, we can't tell him because we don't know your name. <laughs> you know, so, or something to the extent. And then the guards see them. And, of course, they say basically what Pegasi think of, the, of them, if you will. And, you know, one Pegasi guard is like, oh, it's another pony. What do we do? And the I think the more braver one is like, oh, don't worry. They, they have little brains. <laughs> and, again, Sonny's reaction is like, Seriously, <laughs> you know, she's like, seriously, <laughs> is that what you think? Um, and then they look at Izzy, and Izzy's got this big smile, like, uh, <laughs> very, very Pinkie Pie, you so put it that way. Because then they look at her, and they're like, well, what do we do about that? And they say, don't worry, I'll handle it. And this, of course, is where that scene with the tennis ball on Izzy's horn comes in, because the Pegasi guard puts it on there. Anyway. What happens is they meet up with the Queen, Queen Haven, and they see Zip again, and they see Pip for the first time. And uh, basically, Pip is live-streaming this and even showing, oh, look at this, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and everything. Um, but long story short, they get tossed into a royal dungeon, and they meet up with, and Zip meets them down there. Zip basically says, I want to show you something, and so after they see after Pip comes down to to see them as well and try to and basically makes up the fact that oh well if we could oh, if we could you know we would teach the others Pegasi to fly because all the Pegasi believe that the royal family can only fly the only ones that can fly right not knowing the truth and later on Zip reveals the truth that they can't fly that it's all strings and magic and all that and she's getting sick of it she's like I'm done with this I want Basically, she wants to fly for real. She doesn't want to keep pretending. And she brings him, and while she's telling them this, she brings him down to what looks like a hangar, but we find out that it's an abandoned Wonderbolt hangar. 
That's right. It's an abandoned Wonderbolt hangar. And this is even showcased by the fact that one of the things we see is a poster of the Wonderbolts, which I can assume is a poster we've seen before in the show, but it also feels like it's a poster that takes place during the transition of leadership from Spitfire to Rainbow Dash. You know, that's my assumption. But everything is so, like, you know, worn out and everything. Or well, not worn out, but everything is so, like, forgotten and not all there kind of deal. You know, well, I wouldn't say not all there, but basically it's so abandoned that, you know, the Pegasi, you know, completely forgot about it. I'm assuming they forgot about it when Magic was lost. Um, I, can't, I can't really say. But Zip kind of showcases why she comes down there. She says she comes down there to get away from all the stupid nonsense and everything. And basically, you know, she shows why one of the reasons she does is because, of course, this little uh, wind thing, little wind br br fan thing that she ju she jumps on the lever and the wind thing, the, the wind machine basically blows her up and she's able to fly and glide like that a little bit. And then she points out, that's not the only thing I brought you down here to see, or not the real thing. And she shows them a stained glass window and on the top stained glass window, you see Twilight Sparkle's cutie mark. You know, you see it, and, you know, um, uh, Sunny looks at her journal and realizes it's the same, it, it's the same as on her journal, and Z uh, Zip is the one that actually notices this at first when she visits them in prison. So, long story short, she agrees to help them, uh, you know, get the magic back, because uh, what happens is that it's here where, um, you know, where Sunny discovers you know, the crystals, these different crystals for the Pegasi and the unicorns. And by looking at one of the, and by basically taking uh, the crystal that's, you know, little image of the crystal that's, uh, the unicorn crystal that is, that's on the ground, or that's displayed on the ground through the, the light fixture or something, she pushes it into the middle of the Pegasi crystal, and it fits. It's a perfect, it fits perfectly, you know, within. So they hatch a plan to basically be like, okay, we got to get that crystal. But here's the thing. They can't get the crystal because Queen Haven, Zip and Pip's mom, is always wearing it. So, you know, they hatch a plan. And at the same time, Hitch has decided, I'm going to go and find Sonny. And at first, he's basically saying it's going to be him and Sprout that does it. But Sprout doesn't want to go. He makes up an excuse. Hitch buys it. And Hitch, you know, being Hitch... Very, I would say, very Rainbow Dash, Fluttershy-like, if you will. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is, you know, meant for me. And you can kind of see, like I said, you see that. It was like, like I was saying. You kind of, sorry, my brain just had a brain fart there. <laughs> I was trying to think about what I was going to say. But you kind of see, like I said, in each of the characters, a bit of a hybrid of the main cast of Friendship is Magic. So with Hitch, you see a bit of that Rainbow Dash eagerness and a little bit of the Fluttershy, you know, communicating with the animals kind of deal. Um, anyway, you know, to get back on topic, you know, while that's hit, you know, planning, hatching this plan to get the crystal from Green Haven, uh, basically Hitch has been following them. He's been following them, and, you know, he finds out when these uh, clouds move and the animals have to point him to the direction because he's basking in the glow of being all pompous and all that and saying certain things. Because he loves the attention. He obviously loves the attention like Rainbow Dash did. And then they point him in the direction of like the big billboards. And you see these big old screens that say, Wanted. 
you know, breaking news and wanted, you know, uh, Earth Pony, Unicorn kind of deal. Um, anyway, so he follows them, and he follows them into, and he puts on a little mustache, if you will, to kind of you know, try to blend, oh, kind of try to blend in, if you will. Excuse me there. Again, they had a little bit of brain fall. It's early. It's about 9.38 in the morning. I do apologize, guys. Let me get some coffee here. But like I said, he disguises himself to follow them, uh, to to get you know Sonny back and everything, and they all end up at Princess Pip's concert, her big show, her her concert, and of course, just like earlier at the uh, Cantologic presentation, uh, you know, chaos and disruption erupts. Uh, it's here where all the Pegasi realize that the royal family has been faking their flying, and that just like them, the royal family can't fly either. So, yeah, that pretty much puts the royal family, you know, uh, basically, that basically puts the royal family, you know, um, in, in, basically in the eyes of the fellow Pegasi, puts them uh, basically, in, you know, as, as liars, it paints them as liars. And you have all these ponies being interviewed saying they can't, how, if we can't trust our own royal family, who can we trust? You have some of Pip's fans being like, Pip used to be a hero, but now she's not because she's this and that. So what happens is they all meet up and Sonny's like, what are you doing here, Hitch? And Hitch is like, I'm here to arrest you and save you and bring you back home. And it's during this that, you know, he also meets Zip. And Zip reveals who she is and then they look at you know, not reveals who she is, but... Well, yeah, Zip reveals who she is. And I'm trying to think about what I'm going to say next. This is what happens when you do, you know, unscripted, you know, reviews and all that uh, with spoilers. But basically, um, Hitch, as I was saying, you know, Sonny's surprised to see Hitch. Hitch says he's there to arrest her as well as save her, to, you know, basically bring her back. He meets, you know, he sees uh, Izzy for the again, which kind of worries him a little bit. But then he sees Zip. Zip introduces herself, Alphas introduces herself to him, as well as explains, you know, who that pony was that got arrested, um, if you will, or the pony that they took the crown from. And, you know, Hitch is like, oh, wait a minute, you're a princess? And, and Zip was like, oh, look who, look what Sheriff just became a detective. Because, I, because, you know, one thing that Hitch takes pride in as being a sheriff, a, a, a server of the law, is that even royalty is above him. Even royalty is somewhat above him, no, but not really because we find out because of the lie and the falseness that Queen Haven gets arrested, that the royal siblings are wanted, and it's around this time as well that we see Pip show up. Pip's not happy. She even has the crown, uh, the the crystal with her, and she kind of goes back and forth with her sister, and her sister Zip is able to convince her, "Look, we do this, we get our magic back." Act and everything will be fine. Nobody will be upset anymore. And you know, see if and Pip at first reluctantly agrees, and they decide to journey out of uh, Zephyr Heights and onto this uh, Sunflower Field for a bit to get to Bridal Wood, because that's where the other crystal is at, the Unicorn Crystal. And you know, again, Pip is not happy, and you know, Hitch is of course very reluctant as well. And both of them basically say that they wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for the others. And, you know, and Hitch is like, no, wait a minute. What I'm trying to say is, hold on. 
I just, uh, again, had a brain fart there. Like I said, it's early, guys. It's early. I do apologize. Um, but anyway, um, what I was trying to say is Hitch, oh, not Hitch, but yeah, basically what happens is they leave Zephyr Heights all together, and they'll go into this sunflower field, if you will, grassy field, to Bridalwood. And basically, you know, both Pip and Hitch are still reluctant. And they both agree that this is all because of them and that it's not cool. And then Hitch is like, wait a minute, did I just agree with a Pegasus? <laughs> you know. So anyway, they, they camp for the night. They set up a fire. They camp for the night. Hitch once again explains to Sonny that he's worried about doing it, worried about what she wants to do. Because he feels what you're doing is putting magic back in the hands of their enemies. But, you know, Sunny is able to win him over, as well as she's finally able to, along with Izzy's help, able to win over, you know, Pip and all that. And it's even before this little camp out that, you know, uh, basically Pip and Zip, you know, are still going back and forth. You know, Pip is like, look, you know, once this happens, everybody will be happy. They'll forget about what happened. And, you know, as soon as they get ready to go across and all that, you know, to get to the other side, to get to Bridal Woods, they see that the bridge is out, and Izzy, of course, being Izzy, is able to improvise by tipping over a rotting tree to act as a substitute bridge. And, you know, Sunny doing all this, when they think, oh, well, we're done, It's uh, we can't get across, oh, well, we gotta go back, bye-bye, or whatever, uh, Sunny's like, look, enough. Here's, you know, basically, she, she puts her hoofs down, she puts her hooves down, and she's like, look, enough. Here's what's going to happen. And she basically explains, once once this is done, you guys will be able to fly again. You'll get your friends back. And as far as you, Hitch, go, I'll go back with you, you know, arrested and all that, whatever the case may be. So uh, they decide to go across the, the tree bridge that, again, Izzy provided. <laughs> you know, because Izzy being Izzy. And um, they basically have the moment... Uh, around the campfire where they do start to bond a little bit. They actually win um, Pip over finally. And, you know, um, Hitch then asks Izzy, why did you come to Maritime Bay? Izzy, of course, around the same time too, because she has this look on her face knowing that the quest could be coming to an end soon. The adventure could be coming to an end and she doesn't want it to end. She doesn't want to lose her friends. And then, again, this is where Hitch basically asks, well, why did you come to Maritime Bay? What made you come to our town? And then she basically says that, you know, she had heard, heard that all Pegasi and, you know, unicorns were welcome. And she says she found this lantern floating, right? Found this lantern floating with a little note. And she pulls the note out. And it's the same note. That is that Sunny had made with her with her father's help, and with her father's help, she had set onto a lantern to float about Equestria, to go to whoever will receive it. And when Izzy shows what it is, Sunny's got this look on her face, like you know she can't believe that Izzy has what she drew as a kid, and Izzy is able to connect the you know two together, being like, "You're the one that made this," and. You know, basically, you know, Sunny's like, you know, and Sunny basically explains that she did it with her father, that they both had this belief. And, it, you know, through this, it's able to win a lot of them over, or basically finally win them all over, including Hitch. Well, Hitch is like, you know what? Fine. You know, I want to help too. You know, basically, basically because, 
you know, Sunny explains that what, you know, you know, why she did this, you know, with, you know, that she had done this little letter with her father that they set it on the lantern to, to go about. This is able to, like I say, finally win, you know, everyone over, you know, Pip, you know, like I said, did win Pip over, you know, a little before, but this really won Hitch over, and Hitch is like, you know what, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Sunny's got a point, maybe we could try and see what happens, you know, you know, what do we got to lose? Because I, because he's starting to see like, hey, maybe, maybe something is amiss here. So anyway, they go to Bridal Woods. They get disguised as unicorns thanks to Izzy at her place, which she calls La Villa Izzy. And basically, they go to this uh, tea shop, which is like a Java shop. And they, and Sunny has a dance off with Alphabet Little, uh, which is just Prance, basically the version of Just Dance. She wins, but during her celebration, her disguise is knocked off and this you know reveals to the unicorns that um all the ponies there except for izzy are not who they are not real unicorns of pegasi and earth ponies they get chased out but they take the crystal with them because of course she won it but alphabet a little wants it back because he feels he got cheated they encounter basically queen haven who escaped from prison you know, with the guards following her and everything, and then basically the unicorns show up as well. And long story short, Sunny basically, you know, because they're arguing back and forth, the unicorns and the and uh, and the pegasi, and Sunny's basically like, you know, she just shouts it out. Well, not shouts it out, but she basically, you know, yells it loud enough to to where they, you know, they hear it, and they're like, you know, what? And they all have this look on their face, like what? Because she basically tells them nobody has magic. She has nobody. She says nobody has magic, but she says there's a way of doing it, and she tries to prove this by connecting the crystals together. You know, being the unicorn and the pegasi crystal, but nothing happens, and of course this discourages her. You know, they all go their separate ways and everything, and of course Hitch, being her friend, you know, tells her if you need to talk, you know, I'm here. And Sunny's just dejected. She goes into her house. She starts putting away the main six figurines that she has. She starts taking stuff down. Uh, she even puts the carousel her dad. She starts to store that away into a little box along with the figurines. That it, it's the carousel that her dad made for her when she, he, she, she was a filly at the beginning of the film. And it's during this that we see this big, uh, big like almost disco ball-like thing or whatever it is uh, in, the in the lighthouse. Which basically, you know, provides the light and everything for for all ponies around the area in Maytime Bay, Maritime Bay. So we see this light, and the sun reflects off it, and it gets Sunny's attention to where she notices it's flashing off the top of the carousel, and you know she she's wondering what's going on, and it's between this. You know, it's between the, uh, it's doing this that she notices something because, you know, she's putting this stuff away because she feels discouraged. But since she notices the table in the middle of the lighthouse, the observatory, whatever it is, it has a little thing in the middle. So she pushes down on it with a hoof and it pushes down and into the shape of the crown of the, you know, Pegasi crystal, the Pegasi crystal and the unicorn crystal. But there's something that's amiss in the middle. And then that's when she notices the light shining off the uh, the ball, the light ball, the uh, the the ball, the crystal ball, if you will, on top, which provides light from the lighthouse. You know, she notices it's reflecting off of the top of the carousel, and she take she looks at it, takes the crystal out of the carousel, and realizes that's an Earth Pony crystal 
and then she's able to, you know, put it all together and realize that, you know, that basically these you. What I'm trying to say is, she puts it. She sees the sees the fact that they too her fa that her father that she and her father, but mostly her father, had this this crystal. Uh, the entire time, the Earth Pony Crystal, she's able to put two and all the pieces of the puzzle together and realizes that if they're united, this is what she thinks at first, that if they're united, that's going to bring magic back. So she goes to, you know, uh, find Hitch, but she notices the, the town's kind of deserted, and Hitch finds her, and then they notice something going on in the, back, in the, in the distance, fireworks are going off and everything, and then this is where they find out that Sprout during him, during uh, uh, Hitch's time away, has basically become sheriff and and all that. He's basically, basically what he's done, because you know, you know, Hitch decided to go off and try to find Izzy, oh, not Izzy, but well, yeah, Izzy and Sunny, I should say. Um, basically, uh, Sprout becomes sheriff because you know his mom Phyllis. You know, much to her mistake, as she finds out later, as she basically admits later on in her own way, much to her own stupid mistake, basically acknowledges to him that when the deputy, when the sheriff's away, the deputy becomes sheriff in his place, you know, for a brief time. And it's during this brief time that hitches away that Sprout basically lets his power go straight to his head. You know, much to his uh, mom's discouragement. She even acknowledges, oh my god, some pony's allowing his head to get a little bit big as I as I check something here for a second. Um, hit the thing there by accident. Hold on. But, you know, like I said, she uh, acknowledges that her son, you know, is letting his, you know, letting the power go straight to his head to where he goes from making himself sheriff to emperor to state to stallion in chief, basically president. And it's here that he basically launches the uh, Sproutimus Maximus machine. He introduces that. And Hitch and Sonny show up in time. And Hitch is like, what are you doing? And you know, Sprout's like, I'm doing what you never could. I'm taking the attack to them. Because he still has this belief. So he goes on this attack, or at least tries to. Uh, and everybody... And basically, Sonny and Hitch decide they got to go to Bridal Woods and warn, you know, Izzy and the unicorns about what's going to happen. But it's around this time that Izzy, uh, Izzy's, uh, Izzy, Pip, and Zip show up, meeting up with them. And then here comes the other uh, ponies as well, the Queen Haven and Affleby Little and the unicorns and the Pegasi Guard. And... You know, this is when they all are wondering, what, what, what are you doing? What's going on? And then that's when they notice the machine coming. And uh, Sprout is basically like, oh, look, you guys, look, our enemies delivered us to themselves. Now we can take care of them. But here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Hitch, before Sprout is able to talk them back into putting the helmets back on and follow his lead, Hitch says something that temporarily causes the Earth Ponies to take off all this unnecessary stuff, if you will, to protect themselves, because he's able to say, look, the unicorns and pegasi are not bad. They're not as, you know, they're not what you make them out to be. And it, at first it works, and then, you know, Sprout is able to sprout some nonsense to, you know, uh, turn the po Earth ponies back on his side uh, and everything. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying, you know, they all meet up, Sprout notices this, 
and gets ready to want to, gets ready to want to attack them and everything, right? So he wants to attack them, and he wants to shoot off all these uh, things, if you will. Like we saw at the beginning of the film when Izzy first showed up, they were shooting off these little splat bubbles. One of them actually splatted into the camera. I guess you could say for a 3D effect or something. I don't know. Uh, but so they he starts shooting off all these slimeball things. But the Earth ponies are like they see the pegside, they see the unicorns, and they're like screw this. We're not going to take part in this. You know, and they start running off, and he's like, do I have to do everything myself, right? So he starts attacking, and basically, it, uh, Sunny is able to convince Haven and Appleby Little to give her the crystals, which they do. She goes back to the lighthouse, and, of course, Sprout's following after her. Long story short, long story short, uh, he attacks the lighthouse. Hitch and Zip try to stop him and everything. Um... One and one of the attempts to stop him fails because all uh, Hitch does is uh, unhitch, if you will, one of these splatter uh, things, and it hits the lighthouse. Long story short, she's able to put all the crystals into that little um, table, or that in that little uh, table with the symbol in the middle of the li of the lighthouse, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. And after it's all said and done, basically after the house gets destroyed, the Sproutimus Maximus machine gets, you know, wrecked as well. And Sprout comes out, I guess, realizing, okay, he's gone a little too far because he almost got himself killed as well as his mom. Because his mom actually stands in the freaking way. She's like, don't you dare kind of deal. You know, because she feels like, because she's, you know, realizing he's, you know, he's gone a little too far. Um, anyway... You know, after basically the lighthouse gets destroyed or damaged uh, very severely and the machine is stopped and I guess, like I say, Sprout comes out and realizes, oops, maybe I went a little too far. You know, Sunny, you know, comes out of that. You know, she survives and everything. Uh, along with Izzy, she survives. And she realizes that the real magic isn't in the crystals uh, that represent all the pony races. It's in the friendship. It's in the trust that was... It was in the friendship and the trust that was lost. And it's through her speaking this that she looks down at this framed picture of her and her dad when she was little. And Haven is the first one to put part of the frame back together, or at least connected back uh, together. Alpha B. Little does the other... You know, pushes the... Puts the other piece... Other side of the frame together on the other side. And then Phyllis puts the top you know, to finish it, to kind of acknowledge, you know, Sonny's right. You know, we, we shouldn't be acting like this. We should be united. We should be working together. And it's through this revelation that the crystals start to come to life. Life, because they're buried under this a bit of rubble, but they come out of that rubble, they come to life, they encircle Sonny, and she basically, as a result, becomes an alicorn. She becomes an alicorn, and that's basically how the the movie um, ends because beca by becoming an alicorn and everything, uh, she's helped restore the magic and the crystals go up into the sky and psh, just light up the sky like the aurora borealis. And they point at something. We're not really sure what they point at. I think Izzy point not Izzy but Zip points at something, and we don't know what it is. Maybe she's pointing at the the uh, aurora borealis that maybe it's the magic of the. It's the essence of the main six. I don't know what she's pointing at. But, you know, maybe she's just pointing at the, the lights and everything. But that's mainly how the film ends. You know, everybody gets their magic back. The Pegasi can fly again. 
the unicorns get their magic back. Everybody is happy. And, um, yeah, that's basically how the movie ends. Well, it actually ends when the pony that was... Um, during, because during the Phyllis's presentation, a pony gets trapped with these balloons, and he's just floating away, and there's times, various times in the movie where you see him floating, uh, still trapped in the, still, you know, basically trapped, you know, on the balloons, and it's at the end where he finally lands back in Maritime Bay, and he turns around, and he sees basically, whoa, you know, what the heck, because he can't believe what he's seeing, you know, he can't believe that there's an alicorn in his presence, along with the others, and, you know, Sunny, she gets a little bit of a rainbow design, a little bit in her hair, because of her ascension, of, if you will. And that's how the movie ends, or so you think, because we get a mid credit scene of these little cults playing together, these three little cults of the Pe Pegasi, Unicorn, and Earth Pony. And as they're trotting along with uh, acro across the field, we see these little magic hoofs, in the, uh, magic heart-shaped hoops, if you will, start to light up. And basically, that's how the movie ends. Now, I know this went a little longer, you know, for a review, spoiler-free. Well, not spoiler-free, but spoiler-filled. Not so spoil. Well, I tried my best not to spoil as much, but again, it's on Netflix. You know, what are you going to expect? A lot of people are going to spoil it because, you know, it's out there. You know, and you look here on YouTube and places, it's, it's out there. You know, you get the clips and everything, so I don't think anybody's really spoiled. Um, it would be different, I'll put it this way, it would be different if the movie was in theaters, because if it was in theaters, it would be harder to really spoil anything, because you wouldn't be able to go back and forth, uh, with, you know, with something like a streaming service like Netflix to, uh, skip over certain things, or, you know, move forward, or whatever. But, yeah, this is the benefit, because if you... Because basically, you can you know go back and watch it as much you, as much as you want. If you want to come back and do an updated review or observation, you know that's up to you. Uh, but overall, the the movie was good. The movie was actually good. Uh, it serves basically. I, I guess you could say it serves basically like an, a continuation and origin, um, if you will, a continuation of Generation Four: Friendship is Magic. You know, as well as an origin for this new G Gen 5, new generation. So, overall, I thought it was fine. And um, I can't wait to see how they follow it up with the with the uh, special that comes out in a couple of months. I think it's a holiday special. I'm not really sure. But it's a special that they got follow as a follow-up. Sort of like a mini-sequel. And then the series next year uh, also will be a follow-up to, uh, to the movie as well. Because... Basically, the way they, uh, they end it, like I said, you have that pony that was on the balloons kind of surprised by, you know, what happened. And, you know, it, you know Sonny and everybody's kind of like, you know, where'd he come from? Oh, they were kind of, no, not where he came from. Oh, not wondering where he came from, but like, like well, yeah, they're wondering, like, where'd he come from? Because, you know, last time they saw him, he was floating away. So I don't know if he'll play a factor or what uh, in, the mo in the special of the series. Um, but, yeah, um, the way the movie ended... It basically, like I said, it did its job. It served as a continuation to Gen 4, you know, Friendship is Magic, basically being in the same world, somewhat of the same continuity, but also as an origin to Gen 5 to help establish it as its own thing. But there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions that a lot of fans are going to want to know about, and I'm going to try to uh, talk about those questions in a little bit in another video. This one's gone a little too long as usual. Um... Um, you know, because of me and everything, doing things on script and stuff, but, uh, and of course, you know, spoilers and within, so, 
you know, I do apologize for anybody that didn't like spoilers, but again, it's on Netflix, and you've got clips out here on YouTube and all that, so what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, but anyway, though, guys, that's overall... But anyway, though, guys, I just want to come out here and give you my thoughts, you know, on the uh, My Little Pony New Generation movie. Thought it was good. Uh, if you're not into the pop songs, the benefit of it being on Netflix is you can skip through that and you won't miss a thing. Uh, but overall, it's good, and I highly recommend checking it out. Like I said, it definitely serves as a continuation of what we got in Gen 4 and all that. It's nice to see the main six, even in a, you know, kind of make, in a, uh, in kind of a, uh, I guess you could say, imaginary playthrough um, done by Sunny and her friends. It's nice to see them back at the beginning, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but overall, it's I highly recommend checking it out because, like I said, it serves as a good continuation to G G4 in the world that was set and established in Friendship is Magic, as well as it serves as an origin for Gen 5 to become its own thing down the line. Uh, but let me know what your thoughts are. Comment down below. Live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Check out my Teespring store, guys. And check me out at BW Roses Discussions on your favorite podcast locations, except for Pandora. And also check me out at BW Roses on Vimo and Patreon at BW Roses as well. So that's all I'm going to say, guys. I do apologize if I had a few brain farts here and there, spa seemingly spaced out or whatever the case may be. I was trying to think about what I was going to say as I was doing this review. That's what happens, like I say, when you do things unscripted. But anyway, thank you all for watching, and I will talk to you all later.